Render to God what belongs to God. Good morning, Christian America. It sounds so simple, doesn't it? To give God what belongs to him. Jesus tells his followers and, and those who challenge him that their worldly possessions do not matter much. And the most important thing is that we seek the kingdom of God and embark on the actions that he created us for and that he's planned for us. Jesus's message is a simple one today. It's us humans who make it difficult because we don't think about our life from God's perspective. We are consumed with the here and the now. So let's listen to what Jesus says in today's passage as we cover the book of Matthew this morning. And for all of you politically minded individuals, especially in 2020, this one's for you. Today's message is for you. So let's get right down to it. Good morning, Christian America. So good morning, Christian America. Eddie here as always with the Christian American community representing the Christian American T-shirt company coming to you today to discuss scripture, scripture in undiluted form, to read scripture to you verbatim. That way you hear it and you see it for yourself. And then we are going to discuss it. And we're going to talk about what insight it brings us. Uh, and what lessons of wisdom of Scripture and the brilliance of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, provides us in today's text. And in today's text, the Pharisees and the hypocrites try to draw Jesus into the political fray of the day to whether or not to, uh, for the Jewish people to pay taxes to their occupiers in Rome. And as we read this message momentarily, I ask that you view this passage from the lens of today, where seemingly all things have become political. Uh, listen to what Jesus has to say about the trivial issues of his time, and let it provide some insight into how we view the trivial uh, political issues of our time. So I'd ask you to open up your Bibles to the book of Matthew, chapter 22, and we're going to start on verse 15. And so let's get right down into it. Verse 15 starts and it says, Then the Pharisees went and plotted how to entangle him in his words. And they sent their disciples to him along with the Herodians, saying, Teacher, we know that you are true and teach the way of God truthfully. And you do not care about anyone's opinions, for you are not swayed by appearances. Tell us then, what do you think? Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? But Jesus was aware of their malice and said, why put me to the test, you hypocrites? Show me the coin for the tax. And they brought him a denarius. And Jesus said to them, whose likeness? An inscription is this. They said, Caesar's. Then he said to them, therefore, render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. When they heard this, they marveled 
and they left him and went away. Okay, so if you've been following this podcast for the last few weeks, well, first of all, thank you, but if you haven't, then go back and watch the past few Friday podcasts where we cover the passages of Scripture that lead up to this point. And those who have been following know that Jesus is being confronted over and over again by the hypocrites and the religious leaders of Jerusalem during this time. He's been challenged about his authority to speak and forgive sins. And Jesus has offered parable after parable, warning after warning, and rebuke after rebuke to those who have challenged him, to those who question him in a dishonest fashion similar today. And he's chastised the leadership. He's run off the money changers. He scolded the Pharisees and the Sadducees for not believing John the Baptist. He's given it to religious leaders historically who have persecuted and killed off the prophets that God has sent previously. And so in their frustration, they attempt to box Jesus into, uh, and, and to try to box Jesus in. And they do so by posing a political question to him. The idea of whether or not the Jewish people should be paying taxes to their occupier in Rome. Paying taxes, as we know all too well, is rarely seen as favorable among the people. We see that today in our own political discourse. And the Pharisees know that the Jewish, Jewish population does not want to pay taxes to their occupier. So in this question on taxes, seemingly, uh, so this question in taxes seemingly traps Jesus into saying one of two things. Either they should pay taxes to Rome, which would infuriate the crowd who up to this point has supported Jesus. Or if he says that they should not pay taxes to Rome, he risks being turned over to the Roman authority and receiving punishment under the law. He would actually, in this case, be breaking the law and giving, giving them reason to arrest him and possibly uh, persecute him or torture him or whatever they were going to do to him. So for the average person, for someone of average intellect or self-centered uh, uh, ideas, you know, people like us, people are most assuredly like me, for, for regular people, we would have fallen into this trap. Uh, we see this trap laid every day on the news and our own media toward, uh, towards our own leaders and our political leadership. They, you know, they play gotcha questions. They're looking for that soundbite. And it's similar to what the Pharisees are doing here to Jesus. But that's, uh, but, but that's because we, like the Pharisees in this passage, we, like the people or the other people in this passage, we find it extremely difficult to think outside of our own personal interest. But that's not a problem for Jesus. Uh, and, and so no matter how much flattery they use, no matter how much uh, flattery they send his way at, at the beginning of this passage, before they, before they ask the question, and, and boy, you heard it right there, right? Like, uh, teacher, we know that you're so honest and you don't care about appearances, right? They preference all this flattery so they can slide in the gotcha question. But Jesus doesn't fall for that trap. And instead, he turns his attention where we should all turn our attentions, and that's to the kingdom of God. And Jesus turns this political question into a question on your faith. 
to render to Caesar what is Caesar, but most importantly, to give to God what is God's. My friend, this, this is not a political podcast, and we try to refrain from delving into the political fray. We don't speak on issues of taxes or fair trade or subsidies or grants or which political figure is involved in which political scandal. That is not our focus, and it should not be your focus because this is not Jesus's focus. His focus is on God the Father. His focus is on the kingdom of heaven and obeying the commandments that he gives us. There is no mistake about that. Jesus says in scripture that if you love him, you will keep the commandments. Jesus says that if you seek the kingdom first, all else will be given to you. Jesus says to protect the children and not cause them to stumble. Scripture says that God formed us in the womb. That is where we should focus ourselves, is on Scripture and what Jesus says. Keeping the commandments, following the words of Scripture, rather than diving into the political trash can, the political waste bucket that's covering our society these days. As we look at our uh, we look into our own political environment, do not focus. We should not focus on left or right or red or blue, this party or that party, but on the issues that matter most. As Jesus says, give to God what is God's, and that's issues of our faith, on the issues that Jesus speaks about, on the issues of true importance, the importance of marriage in the eyes of God as brought to us in the words of scripture. We should focus on the sanctity of God-given life. We should focus and be focused on our freedom to worship him in our own way. That's the freedom that we have inherent in this country. That's a right granted to us in our constitution. The issues that we should concern ourselves with are the issues in which Jesus himself concerns himself with. Issues that scripture talks about specifically and how we should behave out in our lives. And it's the issues that involve our eternal soul. It's the issues of his commandments. So Wherever it is you find yourself on the political spectrum of the day, we encourage you instead to seek the kingdom first. Seek the kingdom in your values. Seek the kingdom in your stances. Seek the kingdom in your ideology. Seek the kingdom in your politics. Parties are going to come and go. Politicians are going to come and go. But the word of God, my friends, is going to stand forever. You will be judged on the actions that you take, and you will be judged on the actions that you do not take. You will be judged on the stances that you make, and, you, uh, and, and if you take stances of ideology over faith, I will suggest that you're probably in the wrong space. Because what Jesus tells us today in this passage is that you should render to Caesar whatever is Caesar's. You should give your politics, you should give to politics what is politics. 
but you should give to God what is God's. You should stand for the values of our faith. You should stand for the sanctity of our divinely inspired, our divinely created society. You should stand for marriage as a biblical institution, as a divine institution. You should stand for the sanctity of human life, a life which scripture says begins when God forms us in the womb and a life that ends, my friend, when God calls us home. You should stand for the freedom to worship as God tells us to. Scripture encourages us to unceasingly, constantly worship him, pray to him. And you should stand against any person, any party, any organization, whatever side that seeks to destroy our faith, that seeks to marginalize and criticize and persecute our faith, that seeks to infiltrate our faith through our children, who seek to turn them away from our belief system, that seek to turn them away from our faith in God, away from our values, you should, see, you should stand firm against anyone who seeks the destruction of God's wisdom laid out in Scripture or tries to marginalize it even in the least. I want you to notice that I haven't said anything today about a particular person or a particular party or passing judgment on one person or another. I haven't said anything about judging one's particular person uh, uh, party or another, and I haven't said anything about judging anyone's private or fallen actions. That's because we are all fallen people. We all make mistakes, and if we were judged by our worst selves, none of us would be found worthy. But scripture calls us to repent, to ask for forgiveness, to be born again, and then correct our mistakes, to be dedicated to becoming more Christ-like in our lives, to becoming a more Christ-like person and more Christ-like people. And it's those individuals whom we should seek to support because they know that we are all fallen. They know that we are all failed. And they don't, they don't seek to justify their own sinful behavior or twist the scriptures to support their ideology. They know the eternal truths of scripture must be protected. And those who don't, those who subvert scripture, those who justify going against what God says about the nature of man and woman, that go against what God says about marriage or life or our faith, in general, those who try to box in our faith for political gain, those who disregard our faith as something, uh, anything less than mightily important, that should be cared for and taken seriously. They do a disservice to us as a community. And those individuals, those organizations should be met with skepticism and resistance. My friend, render to Caesar what is Caesar's and render to God what is God's. 
And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we hope you have a blessed weekend. The community is growing larger every day. Our followership, our viewership, our membership is growing every day. And it should, because there's no charge. And then we don't ask for donations. We don't, we don't want anything from anyone. We just ask that you participate in the community so that we can all grow together, that we can all learn together, we can all be inspired together, that we can all do more because we are together. We are united around Christ, not politics, not gender, not race, not all these divisions. No, we're united around the cornerstone that is Jesus Christ. We unite around scripture and the revelation that God provides us. We ask you to continue to like us and share us and follow us. You know, repost some of our content. Get your friends involved. Get your family involved. Get your community involved. If we don't, the enemy will. If we don't use this technology, if we don't use uh, the, the tools at our disposal, the enemy will, and they will gain ground. They've gained enough ground. It's time for us to start taking it back. It's time for us to start taking our values back. It's time for us to start taking our faith back, standing strong and defending our faith against those who seek to tear it down. And we can do that if we stand together. And we can do that if we don't relent. If we stand strong in the word of scripture and the full armor of God, we won't be defeated. And so this weekend, hopefully you guys are opening back up wherever you're at. Hopefully you're going to be in a church today or tomorrow or the next day and in, in, in the near future. Um, we ask that uh, those of, that, that, are, that, that are uncomfortable with whatever the circumstance you find yourself in, especially now, some churches are open, some churches aren't. Some people have mandated to be you know, to wear a mask, some do not. Whatever it is where that, that you find yourself, have faith in the Lord. Don't be fearful. Have faith in God, and he will take care of us all. Of that, I am confident. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, again, once again, have a blessed week. Continue to like us, share us, follow us on all the social media platforms. Now, if you feel so inclined, go to ChristianAmericanTees.com. That's ChristianAmericanTees.com. Pick yourself up some Christian American apparel. Show the world where you stand. You stand for Christ at the forefront of your life and that you love this country. And those two things matter more than just about anything else. Render to God what is, belongs to God. And so with that, ladies and gentlemen, you, you guys stay on fire for Christ. We will see you next Monday. Until then, stay blessed. Good morning, Christian America.